Webster defines crunch time as a critical moment or period, like the end of a game, when decisive action is needed. Every sports fan knows this time in the game. Your palms sweat a little bit more, your heart races just a little bit faster, and you live and die with every play until the final seconds tick off the clock and you're either celebrating a victory or disappointed by the defeat. The team at Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network understands just how critical these moments are. For us, it begins as soon as the next set of games are on the board. We evaluate the opening lines and any breaking news throughout the week. We cover each game inside and out, whether it's from inside the locker room to a huddle down on the field, the court, or the ice. We take you inside the meeting room with scouts, coaches, and executives. We have our fingers on the pulse of all the sports that we cover, the National Hockey League, NBA, college basketball, college football, and the National Football League. We are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and we're here to help you find your sports advantage. After all the data has been crunched, we then turn it over to Kenneth for the best analysis around. His unique perspective in both understanding the data and how it applies to the game and how you win is the Crunch Time Sports Advantage. Are you ready? The Crunch Time Jet is fueled and ready for takeoff, and the Crunch Time Express is about to leave the station. Your VIP pass has been approved, so all aboard.
When you hear the legendary sounds of one Jimi Hendrix, you know that that can mean only one thing, ladies and gentlemen. The voodoo child is in the building and I'm ready to go. So let's get this thing cranked up because it is championship weekend and let's get it. We got the four best teams right now in the NFL battling for a chance to go to Las Vegas and win and host the Lombardi Trophy here in just a couple of weeks. But before you can get there, you have to take care of business and pass your final exam in order to make that trip to beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi everyone. And as I've said all season long and especially in the playoffs, if you can go, you're going to go in this matchup. And you've heard the injury reports uh, by Jessica. Uh, fantastic job all postseason from that young lady. And so glad to have her a part of the team. Summer has given you the weather forecast for this matchup. We don't expect the weather to be a significant issue like we've seen in both Super Wild Card Weekend and to a lesser extent, Divisional Weekend last weekend. And you've gotten a betting breakdown from our senior handicapping analyst, Billy, who has been tracking all of this movement for the past week. So um, fantastic job by my team, as always, getting you primed and ready to go for another fantastic weekend of National Football League. Let's start right there with the first game. The Kansas City Chiefs, once again, back in the AFC title game, this time on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams are led by fantastic head coaches. Andy Reid, no doubt, will find himself in the Pro Football Hall of Fame at some point as he's led two franchises to the Super Bowl. John Harbaugh, who has been running that show in Baltimore for a long time now. And he has done a fantastic job there as the quarterback, looking to make another appearance back in the Super Bowl. We know the, the key principal players, but let's go over them once again. For the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes has been getting it done all season long. Uh, his regular season numbers, 401 completions, 597 attempts, just under 4,200 yards passing with 27 touchdowns. We know his main target is Travis Kelsey um, in the regular season, 93 receptions, uh, just below 1,000 yards receiving five touchdowns, and they're led by that just violent running back, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, 205 rushing attempts during the regular season, just under a 1,000 yards, seven uh, rushing touchdowns, but he has absolutely stepped his game up in the playoffs. 
for the Baltimore Ravens. Is there any doubt that Lamar Jackson should be named the league MVP for the second time? Joining a very exclusive list of players who have won multiple uh, league MVPs before their 28th birthday. Just a little fun nugget there for you. Lamar threw the air during the regular season. 307 completions, 457 attempts, a little under 3,700 yards passing with 24 passing touchdowns. But this is why we call him Lamar Action Jackson because he gets it done through the air and on the ground. 148 rushing attempts during the season, 821 yards rushing and five touchdowns. We saw what he did to uh, that defense of the Houston Texans last week. Two touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns on the ground. If there was anything else Lamar Jackson needed to do in that game, we can't find it. His number one target, um, due to an injury um, with Mark Andrews, rookie sensation out of Boston College, Zay Flowers, 77 receptions, 858 yards receiving during the regular season, five touchdowns. We know what both of these teams are, and we both know what they're they're fully capable of doing. On the road, Kansas City seven. I'm sorry, six and two in the regular season, while Baltimore at home was six and three. Both teams have been really good against the spread. Kansas City was ten and seven in the regular season. Baltimore. 11 and 6. Both teams in the top 15 in scoring. Both excellent as far as points allowed. Passing defense, uh Kansas City, Kansas City a little bit better, while Baltimore uh below average, but where Baltimore makes it up is they are absolutely almost impossible to run against while Kansas City Middle of the pack. Keep that in mind as I get ready to give you this breakdown here. So, and we're going to go right there to that injury for um, the Kansas City Chiefs. All-pro guard Joe Tooney. Um, he's out with, with, with that uh, pec injury. Uh, just could not. Could not give it a go, even though he he has trot like heck all weekend long. When you're missing an anchor, especially on the interior of your of your offensive line, that forces your 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 pass and run blocking schemes to be altered just a little bit. So. That is something that I don't think should be glossed over uh, during this breakdown. As we like to do each and every week, let's give you some of the critical numbers that, that we are going to be looking at. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start where I don't normally start, but I think it's going to be vital in this ball game, and that's third down conversions. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Their offense comes in as the eighth best offense 
as far as converting on third downs. That Baltimore Raven defense, however, it's top 10 as it comes in as the 10th best defense as far as opponents converting third down. So good on good in this matchup. For the Baltimore Ravens, they come in with the top 10 offense converting on third downs. Not a surprise when you got Lamar Jackson, who's able to pick up some of those yards, whether it's through the air or on the ground. That Kansas City Chiefs defense, however, just as good as they come in seventh against opponents converting on third down. So both teams in this matchup are expected to have a very difficult time converting on third down. So when you're able to keep those drives going, that's going to be a very big indicator as far as who wins this ball game on Sunday afternoon. We expect both teams to really, once again, struggle to convert third downs. As right now, we have the Kansas City Chiefs expected to convert about 38% on third downs, while Baltimore, um, not a whole lot better as we expect them to convert about 39% on third downs. So neither team expected to get it done as far as third down. So you're going to have to call this game a little bit different. You can't be in third and long, and you certainly can't be in the third and extremely long. Third and extremely long is third and 10 or more. So you want to stay in third and extremely manageable uh, four yards or less for both teams if you have any hopes of converting third downs in this ballgame. Let's talk about the passing offense because I think this is something that that uh, for Kansas City, it's got to be their, their path to victory. The Kansas City Chiefs offense comes in with the 11th best passing offense in the NFL. They're going up against a, a top five monster in the Baltimore Ravens as the Ravens come comes come in at number five. The Ravens passing offense, getting back Mark Andrews will help this number out significantly. Whether he's able to go um, a full participant in the game or they kind of limit his snap count, um, whether it's on third down or in the red zone. The Ravens come in with the 22nd ranked uh, passing offense while Kansas City comes in with the top five defense coming in at number four. So as we look at it, Kansas City, 11th on offense, Baltimore top five, good on good. Baltimore passing offense, just slightly um, below average, going up against a, a top 10 pass defense in the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's take a look at one more key area before I get into the, to the breakdown here. Let's start with the Kansas City Chief run game. Uh, despite Isaiah Pacheco having a great um, season and postseason, this offense for Kansas City comes in ranked 21st for us as far as rushing offense. They're going up against the 13th best rush defense as far as our metrics go against the run. Is there any surprise with that six-back offense that the Baltimore Ravens are the best rushing attack in all of, of in all of football, and they're going up against a Kansas City team that's just slightly below average coming in at 18. So for Baltimore, 
Your key to victory is controlling uh, that ground game, getting yards on the ground, whether it's Gus Johnson or Lamar Jackson uh, using his legs to run. That's going to be your path to winning this ballgame. For Kansas City, we know that they're going to have to live and die with the arm of Patrick Mahomes and the the legs of Isaiah Pacheco. The entry to Joe Tooney um, leaves me just a little bit hesitant in this matchup. Okay, so let's take a look um, at the expected output for these two teams as far as what their rushing yards expect, expected total to be and their passing total. For the Kansas City Chiefs, we expect them to be under 100 yards slightly, but under 100 yards in this ballgame. We got them right now at 95 yards rushing. The Baltimore Ravens, we expect them to have a monster game on the ground, somewhere to the tune of about 169 yards. Now, if you're going to be looking at playing player props in this ballgame, you have to make up your mind how much of that 169 is going to come from Lamar and how much is is going to come from the running backs. I think the injury to Willie Gay Jr., who is an absolute tackling machine, if he is not able to go, I think Baltimore gets extremely close to that 169 number on the ground. Now, as far as the passing stats go, we expect Patrick Mahomes to have a really good game. Expect him to be about 200 yards passing in this ball game. We expect the Ravens um, not to have a great passing attack in this ball game. And with Lamar, you 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 can understand that because some of his yards will come through the air, some will come on the ground. We expect Lamar to be about 165 yards uh, through the air. So that is where we kind of see this matchup going. Now, let's flip it over to the nightcap as the Detroit Lions in the NFC title game under head coach Dan Campbell, who has done a fantastic job. I'm not a fan of some of the antics of going for it on fourth down, the way he does it and how he does it, but he knows the tempo and pace of his team and you have to respect that if you're an analyst, which we do. Kyle Shanahan trying to get back to a Super Bowl and knows he's going to need a great performance in this ballgame by his entire team if he's going to do so. Before we get into um, some of our metrics here, let's talk again about um, those leaders in the regular season. For the visiting Detroit Lions, led by Jared Gall. Coming back home to the Bay, as he was a really great quarterback there at, at Cal Berkeley, leading the um, Cal Bears during his time in college. Jared Goff, 407 completions, 605 attempts during the regular season, just a little bit over 4,500 yards, 30 passing touchdowns. He's led by that Trojan wide receiver, Amara St. Brown. Regular season, 119 receptions, over 1,500 yards, 
10 touchdowns, and he's continuously getting it done in the, in the playoffs. They're led by running back David Montgomery, 219 rushings, rushes on the regular season, over 1,000 yards, and 13 rushing touchdowns. For the home team, the San Francisco 49ers out of Iowa State, Brock Purdy, no longer Mr. Irrelevant. Not talking about that anymore. This guy's a bona fide starting quarterback in the National Football League. During the regular season, 308 completions, 444 attempts, over 4,200 yards passing, 31 passing touchdowns. His number one target, Brandon Ayuk, 75 receptions, over 1,300 yards receiving, seven touchdowns. And they're led by Stanford uh, running back, Swiss Army Knife, Christian McCaffrey, on the regular season, 272 rushing attempts, a little bit under 1,500 yards on the ground. But we know that's not the only story with McCaffrey. 14 rushing touchdowns. McCaffrey can give you a little bit through the air and on the ground. So as a Swiss Army Knife, Detroit has to have a really good game plan if they're going to be successful in this ballgame. Once again, let's start where we don't normally start, but let's look at third down conversion because I think this is going to be significant. For the Detroit Lions, they come in with a top 10 offense converting on third down, coming in at number 10. San Francisco 49ers defense, not as good as you would think, coming in at 25th as far as opponents converting third down. That's something to keep in mind during the matchup. The San Francisco 49er offense, top five, coming in at number four, while the Detroit Lions, really good against third down, also coming in top five, coming in at as coming in as the fourth best defense for opponents converting on third down. So you would expect our metrics to, to really bear that out in this ball game. And it actually does. We expect both offenses to convert in this matchup better than what we're going to see as far as a forecasting number go in this matchup versus what we're, what we're expecting against Kansas City and Baltimore. We expect the Lions to convert about 43% on third down, while we expect San Francisco to convert about 44%. So it's going to be key for both defenses to get off the field on third downs because the longer you allow these drives to keep going, the more scoring opportunities that both teams are going to find themselves in this contest. Let's take a look at the passing uh, numbers and then what our metrics say that um, the output should be in this game, and then we'll go to the rushing. The Detroit Lions run game. I'm sorry, passing game. I'm sorry, passing game. The second best passing offense in the National Football League, and they're going up against a Niners defense that is top 15 as far as opponents' passing yards go, coming in at number 13. The 49er offense comes in with the fifth best passing attack in the NFL, and they're going up against a Detroit line secondary that is 26. So 
expect Brock Purdy to have some success in this ball game going against that poor secondary of the Detroit Lions. As far as the rushing attack goes, the Detroit Lions come in with the fifth best rushing attack in the NFL, led by Montgomery and that rookie out of Alabama, Jamar Gibbs. They're going up against a Niners rushing defense that just absolutely suffocates an opponent's run game, coming in with the third best rushing defense in the NFL. San Francisco 49er offense, one of the best rushing attacks. We talked about Christian McCaffrey in that bowling ball out of South Carolina, Debo Samuels. He's not just snatching change in warm-ups. He's doing it during the game as he's giving you a lot on jet sweeps and in the rounds when uh, Kyle Shanahan dials that up. He's going up against a really good um, – they're going up against a really good Detroit rushing defense as that Detroit defense comes in as the number two um, power-rated defense as far as opponents running games. So we're going to see which gets the edge in this matchup, the San Francisco run game or the Detroit rush defense. And let's stay right there as we look at the expected output for both teams in the run game, and then we'll go back to the passing game. We expect the Lions and 49ers to both go over 100 yards rushing in this ballgame. Montgomery, Gibbs, we expect that, that group to be around 108 yards rushing in this contest. We expect that San Francisco 49er offense led by McCaffrey with a little bit from Debo. We'll see if he's going to be in the involved in the running game with that shoulder. But like I said, when you're going, when you got a chance to go to the Super Bowl, all hands on deck and everybody's going to be a go. We expect the 49ers to be about 121 yards on, on the ground going against that stout rushing defense with the Lions. As far as the passing game, because I think this is going to be where this game is won or lost by whoever's quarterback is able to be most successful in this ballgame. We expect Jared Goff to be about 250 yards passing in this ballgame. We expect Brock Purdy to be even better at 287 yards passing in this ballgame. You got to like the matchup with George Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk going up against that defense. And if Aiden Hutchinson is going up against Trent Williams, you got to give the advantage to Trent Williams as he's one of the best, if not the best, left tackle in the NFL. So I would expect Aiden Hutchinson to either kick down as a three technique or even flip all the way over and try to rush up against that right tackle for the San Francisco 49ers. If that's the case, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm going to use a little bit of a chip block with George Kittle on Aiden Hutchinson when he is on that right side of the, uh, of the offense lined up at that left defensive end and just give him just a little bit of chip to allow that left tackle, I'm sorry, that right tackle, a little bit of help 
slow, slow Hutchinson down as he's trying to get to the quarterback and give Brock Purdy that extra count or count and a half trying to get rid of the ball. Ladies and gentlemen, I think these are going to be um, two tre tremendous ball games on tomorrow afternoon as we're recording this on Saturday afternoon as we were waiting for uh, some late injury, injury reports and just really want to try to give you the best uh, information that we possibly could. So I know you, you're all going to ask, so I'm, I'm going to give it to you this week. As we look at what our numbers as far as the handicapping say in this contest, And we can see why there are some that has this as a, a three-point game uh, in favor of Baltimore. Got to be honest with you, folks. Our line likes – our line likes the Ravens just a little bit more than that. So if you can get a three-and-a-half, Always shot for the best number, but we're not going to be afraid to lay that four in this contest in favor of the Ravens. In the nightcap, as I get ready to pull this up here and give, give it just a moment to refresh, San Francisco is a seven-point favorite in this ballgame. And we can see how that's the case. And our number likes San Francisco to cover that seven. As we have the Niners as an eight-point favorite in this ballgame. So, how are we going to go in this ballgame? We're going to put it on the record here, and we expect to be playing in the Super Bowl the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. Ladies and gentlemen, we really thank you for taking out the time and listening to uh, this Championship Sunday podcast as it is Championship Sunday and we look forward to two fantastic games on Sunday with championship tickets in hand. We're going to punch tickets for the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers to go and play for the Lombardi Trophy. Once again, on behalf of my fantastic team, Summer, Jessica, Billy, this is Kenneth signing off. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and let's enjoy Championship Sunday. Good night, and God bless.